everyone and welcome to a very sad edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. This is I Need No Name and I am going to be reviewing Bayern Munich's 2-1 loss to FC Augsburg, which I'm having to do at 3am my time right after the game. Can you just spare a thought for me because I had to stay up this late just to see that performance that we all just, oh my god, what? What just happened? I mean, Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann, man, what did you do? How could you send out the team in the back three? I just don't understand it. Look, I'm not going to do any of the recaps of the game because in all honesty, not much happened, okay? Bayern got scored on twice. We got one back with Lewandowski. Beautiful pick by Muller. And there was nothing much to talk about in a positive sense because... It was a really, really bad performance. So why don't we just drive straight in and talk about everything that went wrong. And I'm going to start right from the formation, a back three. Three, four, three is a modern formation. I don't have any issues with it when other people try to play it. But when Bayern Munich tries to play a back three, I hate it. And Nagelsmann continues to show that he is trying to reinvent the wheel and it's not gonna work. Once again, we saw Lucas Anandes, Dario Mamakano and Benjamin Pavard form up in a three-man back line. You had Serge Gnabry as the right wing back and Omar Richards as left wing back. And you had a dual pivot of Zabitzer and Goretzka because Kimmich was unavailable today for reasons that have been discussed to death. And you had Leroy Sané on the left wing and Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski up top. So it's kind of like an asymmetrical 3-4-3 formation. A zona mista maybe that uh, Italians might call it. I don't know. But it was just... It didn't work, okay? And the problem with it was that Gnabry was so isolated on his side because Pavard wasn't going forward at all. Playing as a centre-back, Pavard is not going to go forward even slightly. So Pavard not going forward means that Gnabry was totally isolated on his flank, which meant Thomas Muller had to try and go out wide as a right winger and try and help Gnabry get the ball up the pitch. And that just started all the problems for Bayern Munich. It started the complete disbalance of the midfield. It started the problems with their attack. And that's where it all stems from. It's like, I don't understand why coaches try to reinvent the wheel at Bayern Munich, honestly. Ancelotti came in, he had this perfectly functioning system from Pep Guardiola, decided, nah, I'm gonna try uh, 4-3-3. Same thing goes for Niko Kovac, he tried to have a three-man backline, then he tried to have a 4-3-3, neither of those worked. Hansi Flick, he knew what he wanted, he wanted a 4-2-3-1, exactly what Heinkes played in 2013, and he made his own tweaks, he had his own flair, and he added his own tactics, but that didn't mean he changed the core of the team. And I don't think Nagelsmann is going about this the right way. This 3-4-3 formation really needs to stop. It is stifling an attack. You have Muller going out wide and that vacates the center. And then once that happens, you have Goretzka going up the field. But he's not really an attacking midfielder like Muller. So he can't find those passes and, and he doesn't position himself properly. Then you have Leroy Sané coming in into the left half space. And it's all just a big old mess. It doesn't work properly and Lewandowski today he was just completely bereft of service like the only piece of service he got was from Muller I think three decent chances and he finished one of them 
The others, they were just split-second, you know, reflex shots that Geekovics managed to save. So I can't really blame him for not scoring more. You have this great striker, and if you're not giving him service he deserves, then you have only yourselves to blame when you lose 2-1 to Augsburg. But the problem was today really wasn't exactly the attack. Like, the attack, not great, but if you score a goal, you can still win. But the defense, oh my god, the defense. The defending is not getting better at Bayern Munich. I just, I mean, we like to say that Nagelsmann has kind of fixed our defense, but he hasn't done it. In fact, the person who's done it is Niklas Zula. When Niklas Zula doesn't play, our defense looks like garbage, okay? Uh, today, Omar Richards, he was in the lineup instead of Alfonso Davies, and he did a good job. And that's the only good thing I'm going to say about the defense today. Benjamin Pavard, oh my god, Benjamin Pavard, what can I say about this guy? He is so, so bad, and I am not going to listen to people who tell me that Pavard is a good defender. He is not a good defender. He is the most conservative player on this team, and that's the only reason why he doesn't get exposed more often, because he never goes forward. If he ever puts himself in a position where he's even slightly exposed, that's it. He never, ever stops attackers on his side. He's always too far away. The crosses come in. It was basically a highway down his flank for Augsburg. They had no issues going down that right hand, that bind right-hand side, their left. And I just don't understand how Nagelsmann can persist. Today, he had basically no choice. It was either Saar or Pavard. And in that case, you have to choose Pavard. But he had no choice, basically, to play provided right back but on other days I feel like Nikola Zula has to be the starting right back at this club there's no other option Pavard is not good enough and the current center back pairing they are exposed when he's in the pitch the other point that I want to make is that the center back pairing is you know I don't see the defensive solidity from them like Bayern you know, Boateng and Alaba, we criticized them a lot last season. But in the treble year, they were very solid. Like, they were doing really well. The pressing was better. And that's something that I will criticize about Nagelsmann. The pressing could be better. But the thing is that Lucas and Upamecano, their communication, their ability to, you know, really link up with each other and keep the defense clear when balls are coming in, that's kind of their weakest point. They are good at like keeping attackers off the ball if they're coming in narrow as we saw when Borussia Dortmund played against us Erling Haaland I think Upa dealt with that really well Upa I don't think so Lucas was there I think it was Sula actually in that one but we saw what this defense is capable of this isn't it this is just um when the crosses are coming in from out wide or the chances are coming in from out wide these guys are really bad at dealing with them the positioning is not as good they don't seem to know what to do, and I think part of that is on the coach, but part of that is just down to the type of players that these guys are. They prefer to have their attackers in front of them where they can see them, rather than having to define the attackers who are playing off their backs. And I think that we should play to their strengths a little bit. Nagelsmann was doing that earlier in the season by having a more narrow defense, but that's been thrown out of the window today, and that's what Augsburg exploited. The other problem, I would say, is the midfield. In midfield, you had Marcel Zabitzer made a huge mistake that led to Arndt's goal. And look, Marcel Zabitzer, I am rooting for him. I really wanted him to come to Bayern. 
and I hope that he comes good, but it's not looking good for him at the moment. He did start the game well. He was making some good long passes, some good quick one-touch passing. But coming in place of Kimmich, he was not anywhere near as good as we hoped he would be. And um, that mistake, it's just going to raise more questions, going to put more pressure on him. And it's just looking like it's another, you know, it's kind of like what was Sane was going through last year, where nothing seems to be going right for him. And... You feel kind of sorry for him, but you also really, really need him to stop performing because Kimmich is again back in a seven-day quarantine and we need Zabitzer or any of our midfielders really to step up. And I don't know, it's it's some of the solutions here, I just am at a loss for words. I don't know what to say about them because it's hard to say what's exactly wrong with the Bayern defense. Some of it is the pressing, some of it is the positioning, but there's no exact thing you can point to and say yes this is the thing that you need to fix and I'm pretty sure Nagelsmann feels the same way like he keeps making these tweaks everywhere first of all I will say that the three-man backline is not good enough that that should be thrown out immediately but everything else I can't really see an obvious glaring flaw with it our defenders are good they're quick they seem to know what they're doing so why is it that we keep conceding all these goals in such freak accidents and it's just you know, I I just don't understand why this keeps on happening to us. Like, we have such a great goalkeeper, and we should have a much def- better defensive structure. And it's, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. The other thing that we should probably discuss is Nagelsmann's decision with the substitutions. And he brought on Alfonso Davies for Omar Richards and Jamal Muziala for Marcel Zabitzer. Both of these were, in my opinion, a little bit weird to do because, first of all, Omar Richards was having a great game and Alfonso Davies just came back from a really grueling game all the way in Canada where he played against Mexico. So I think Davies should have been rested fully for this game and Richards was doing really well, actually. He was going up the pitch, getting up, and he was not doing as well as Davies did once he came on, but Richards was more than possible and I think the player that should have been subbed was Pavard, allowing Gnabry to move straight into right back and just, you know, throwing caution to the wind, putting Muziala on, Muziala Gnabry on one flank, Sane and Richards on the other. But that's not what Nagelsmann did. I'm kind of concerned about Muziala, really. Muziala was brought on for Sabitzer and Muziala was great. He was extremely lethal, extremely dangerous, and he was defending very well. For some reason, some people in the comments of our blog seem to think that Muziala can't defend, and that's the reason why he's not getting any chances at the moment. That is not the reason. Muziala was defending really, really well. He always got the ball from the attackers when they were countering, and he always tracked back, and he was so good at it. That is not the point. Muziala, the problem with him right now is it's not his problem. The problem is that the coach seems to think that he can only play in the middle. Muziala played almost exclusively as a winger under Hansi Flick, except for those few games where Thomas Muller had COVID. But under Nagelsmann, it seems like Muziala is seen as a, you know, um, attacking midfielder. Like where Thomas Muller plays, he should be playing there. So that's why he was subbed off for Savitzer, so we could have like a 4-1-4-1 or 3-1-5-2, I don't know, kind of formation. So that's the kind of formation that Nagelsmann was probably going for. Muziala was put centrally to progress the ball that way. And I think that's such a waste because Muziala, in the 1v1 situation, he's almost unstoppable. And if you put him on the left 
alongside Alfonso Davies. Those two together, I don't think there's a defender in the world that can stop them. Even if you like triple team them, even if you quadruple team them, those two, they can just completely rip you apart. And I don't understand why Nagelsmann didn't do that. He instead decided to put Muziala in the middle where he was linking up well with Thomas Muller and he was doing all these good things. He has such good decision making, but it just wasn't enough. And I think that is something that we really need to talk about now. Why does Julian Nagelsmann not want to use Muziala as a winger? This is so weird and it is just, I, I think it's really affecting his development at this point. Like Muziala hasn't started a game since forever. I think... The last game that I can remember him start is Barcelona. Correct me if I'm wrong about that. But And that game, he only started because every single other winger that could have started other than Sané was injured. So it had to be Sané and Muziala who started. So I don't understand why Nagelsmann is giving this kind of treatment to Muziala, who is so talented and so good at everything he does. It is just baffling to me. And I think that... We, so given that we were sold on Nagelsmann being a kind of youth-centric coach, a guy who will develop our young players, he has been very disappointing on that front so far. Like Nyonzu, Muziala, Omar Richards, Stanisic, they all should have gotten more minutes than they have been this season. And I, I don't agree with how Nagelsmann has used them so far. The other person I don't agree about, is Thomas Muller. Nagelsmann is not using Thomas Muller correctly. Again, it goes back to the back three. Canabria at right wing back for forces Thomas Muller to go out wide. But it's also the fact that Leroy Sané occupying the left half space means that he's working, he's kind of overlapping into the zone that Thomas Muller usually operates in. And it's done great wonders for Sané's game. But for Muller, Muller has been rendered a lot more, you know, inert by this very basic tactical change and I don't like it at all I don't like it one bit in we did this there's this article on I'll link it in the description of this podcast but there's this article where it was shown that Thomas Muller is one of the best creative players in Europe he has more assists than anyone including Leo Messi for the last two seasons and he has the most chances created across the big five leagues more than anyone like Bruno Fernandes, Kevin De Bruyne, you name it. And when you have a guy like this, why would you ever employ tactics that don't make the full use of him? Julian Nagelsmann is not using Thomas Muller like Hansi Flick used to. For Hansi Flick, Thomas Muller was the fulcrum of the team. He was in the middle and he was always the guy who all the attacks went through, even if they weren't going directly through him. They went through him vicariously because he would move the ball or move the players in such a way that it usually just worked out and when you move Thomas Muller out of his zone that's when bad things start to happen for Bayern and again we are seeing this a coach is messing with Muller's normal game and it's having dire consequences for Bayern Munich and I dislike this so much okay I hate this I I wish that Bind coaches would just leave Muller alone, let him get on with his job, and let everyone else adjust to him. Again, Thomas Muller today, he got the assist for Lewandowski, and that was a moment of sheer genius, that great flick that Lewandowski converted. So, look, Muller is still doing the job, and I don't, and he's still the highest assist getter in Europe right now, the highest provider right now. That might change in this week, but he has nine assists so far, and that's more than anyone. And I don't think that refutes the fact that Muller is not as involved under Nagelsmann this season. He could be doing so much more, and I think everyone who's watching expects more from Thomas Muller. But it's not his fault. The tactics just don't use him as well. 
Nagelsmann has a lot of thinking to do. This game was not good enough. People will say that there was so much controversy leading up to the game that might have distracted Bayern Munich, but that is not an excuse. As coach, Nagelsmann cannot afford to be distracted by anything, and he cannot let his team get distracted. He needs to be doing better. We have Dinamo Kiev coming up, and he needs to show that his team have learned from their mistakes. No more of this back three. Better tactics, better play. Start Muziala. Put Muller back in his usual position and let's get some wins. Let's go back to the tactics that won us a treble. Let's get some handsy flick tactics back, okay? Okay, that's all I have to say. Um, Thanks for listening. You check out our observations, our match awards, and why not just leave a comment on our blog? You can listen to us pretty much everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you name it. Like, share, and subscribe, and um, I'll see you next time. Good night.